Hey guys, welcome to podcast four. Um, my name is Tamara. I'm a personal trainer, come elite sports masseuse, come businesswoman, come author, um, who's basically on a mission to make a positive impact and change the lives of people all over the world. My motto is to have courage, be a good human, show kindness and do epic shit. Now, alongside health and fitness, my passion is encouraging, inspiring and empowering humans to love themselves. I believe I'm here to push people beyond what is expected of them and further than what even they believe is possible. I'm here to push the boundaries and make you guys think. Um, Now, I enjoy writing about topics that I've experienced as well as topics that clients and friends regularly ask my help with. Um, So I thought I'd turn this one into a podcast so you can listen to it while driving, walking, or even while laying in bed, possibly trying to find the motivation to get up and make today the best day you've ever had. Now, in today's podcast, I'm covering how to live your best year yet. Um, I was actually going to record this for the first um, for the first of jam, but um, I've had pneumonia, um, which, as shit as it is, is actually been amazing in itself to just stop time and really sit with what I want my year to look like. Um, so here we are, the 21st of Jan, and I'm, I'm finally getting this out there. So better late than never. Um, so for me, I want it all, and I want to live my best life every single year. So why the hell would I stop before I get it? Um, It was actually crazy. I was chatting to this guy just last week um, who I went on a date with a while back and he said, when I first met you, I thought, wow, this chick's got her shit together. Oh, I can't possibly fall for her because I don't even know whether I'm going to eat cereal or toast for breakfast. Now, I've had these issues in dating before and I honestly believe it's why I haven't met the right guy yet. Um, and it's because everyone's perception of having their shit together is so different. Um, I asked him why he thought I had my shit together and he said, well, because you wrote a book. So for me, having my shit together is being emotionally and spiritually open and vulnerable. And so basically that I can grow and learn and continue to challenge myself to be a better human and achieve more epic shit every day. Um, if having my shit together was based on making my bed, Uh, not having meltdowns or crying in every movie imaginable, Um, if it was based on deciding what to have for breakfast or brushing my teeth regularly or not even eating Nutella out of the jar, if it was based on being in a loving relationship, paying bills on time or even replying to texts on the same day, I would not have my shit together. Yeah, I wrote a book. Um, I massage and train some of the greatest athletes in the world. Yeah, I own my own business and somehow managed to run and start an active web business for two and a half years. But that doesn't mean I have all my shit together. I'm still human and still trying every day to smash goals so I can have it all. The thing I probably am trying to get across is that you don't have to have it all together to have this as the most epic year of your life. So are you with me? Let's make 2009 the best year yet. Now think about the people in your life. How many of them have ended up in destinations, so careers, relationships, homes, friendship circles that they didn't choose? My guess is most of them. Now, the reason for this is that most people drift and just end up somewhere, unpack and then stay. Now, I love analogies, so I'm going to use a ladder for this one. So stick with me. Imagine everyone is climbing a ladder that is called life. Well, not everyone. Let me rephrase that. Most people think they're climbing or wish they could climb, but in reality have actually glued their own feet to the rungs of the ladder because sadly, that's where it feels safe. And then there's those kettle of fish that refuse to climb and need to be pushed or pulled by someone else to get through life. But I'll talk about these people later. So we're talking about you, the people that are super keen to climb a ladder. So you've got your ladder and you want to climb. 
There is an infinite number of walls in the world that you can lean your ladder up against. These walls can represent jobs, career paths, relationships, hobbies, whatever you spend your life doing. Now think about the ladder you're currently climbing. If your ladder is not leaning against the right wall for you, every step you take is just taking you to the wrong place or toward the wrong people faster. Now, a lot of people you know that have glued their feet to the ladder rungs end up at a destination or walls that they didn't choose because they didn't have goals. They just drifted drifted there and unpacked. So imagine waking up every day with a sense of purpose and clarity on what you want out of life rather than unconsciously allowing outside events or other people to shape, shape your life. You get to choose what wall you put your ladder up against. So joy and satisfaction of accomplishing your most important priorities is at stake. If you really want to achieve a life that matters, if you want to get to the end of your life and not have any regrets, if you want to get to you know December and be proud of everything you've achieved this year, and if you want to have the best year yet, it's crucial we set some goals. 2019 is not about drifting. It's about choosing the right wall to set your ladder on and climb it with purpose and passion. So let me teach you how to set some kick-ass goals. So goals need six things, and I'm going to share these with you. First up, your goal needs to be specific. Now, I'm talking so specific that if someone else could go into a grocery store and buy your goal for you, they would bring home exactly the right thing. So for example, you want to lose weight. I could go into the grocery store and bring you back your ideal body that is 250 grams lighter, but not fit, not healthy, and definitely not toned. Are you happy? You've achieved your goal, haven't you? Yeah, you lost weight. But what about if you changed your goal to want to lose five kilos off your body? And I said, and you know, and you said, I want to drop a dress size from 10 to 12 when my stomach's flat, my arms are as toned as this picture, my bum looks like this. Boom, I go to the grocery store and a different ideal body is being bought back. Makes sense, yeah? What about if your goal is to work overseas? You know, I could go to the grocery store and get you working in a factory picking cow poo off the ground in the Middle East. Realistically, you've achieved your goal. You've worked overseas, haven't you? But you need to be more specific. So your goal needs to be have as much detail in it and be so specific that no one could get it wrong if they went into that grocery store. The more specific you can be, the better. Now, number two, your goal needs to be big and compelling. You've got to want your goal so badly that you won't allow yourself to become discouraged when the finish line proves hard and requires hard work, dedication and commitment to reach. So you've got to make sure your goal excites you to get out of the bed in the morning. Your goal should set your soul on fire and motivate you daily, not just every now and then. Because the truth is any goal that is going to mean something to you is going to require hard work. And at some point, the finish line will prove hard and it will take every ounce of your commitment, passion and motivation to continue and to achieve it. So how much do you want your goal? Do you actually need to dream bigger? So let me give you an example. I'm going to use this as an example because I'm in the fitness industry, but this is relevant to career goals, relationships and everything in between. What is easier to achieve? To lose five kilos or 30 kilos? So most people will say five kilos, yeah? Five kilos is, it's 25 kilos less than 30 kilos. But the answer is actually 30 kilos. Losing five kilos 
would require tidying up your diet a bit, adding a bit more exercising in and staying consistent for probably a month or so, maybe only going to the gym three or four times a week, right? It is actually easier, I guess, but it's not easier, if that makes sense. Um, Let me explain. So 30 kilos, though, is big and super compelling. If you want to lose 30 kilos, there is a reason why. It might be your health or it might be something else. But either way, losing 30 kilos will change your life. No one really is going to notice five kilos. You know, you could put on or lose five kilos and you'll probably be the same size. 30 kilos, though, everyone will notice and the compliments will be real. In order to lose 30 kilos, you'll have to have drive, purpose, and motivation to be consistent with your food and exercise over an extended period of time every single day. There are no days off and everything you do and eat is setting you up for success in achieving your goal. It's a goal that's compelling because it can completely change your life inside and out. So so like five kilos, yeah, it's easier on paper because you don't have to do as much. But because you don't have to do as much, you probably won't do it. That's why things like fad diets exist. Because people want a quick fix. They want five kilos. They lose it. They put it back on. You know, a couple of months later, they're back on another fad. Because it doesn't work. People that lose 30 kilos will keep it off for life. Because it's big and it's compelling. So when you're thinking about what you want to achieve in 2019, in the words of one of my favorite girls to follow on Instagram, Henny Moody, Dream Disney big. Make your goals so big that they excite and scare you all in one. Anything is possible, so go big. Now, number three, the next thing your goal must have is that it's written down. So I've done a lot of guest speaking and often I ask how many people in the room believe in the power of written goals. Every single hand goes up. Yet when I ask how many of them have written goals for this year, very few hands go up and it always surprises me. Given the fact that most people know intuitively, not to mention research has proven that those who write their goals down accomplish significantly significantly more than those that do not write their goals down. You know, it has something to do with the way our brains process. Once, Once something is written down, our brains create this magic And it unfolds and the Disney dreams can come to life. So why do you think that given so many people know the importance of written goals, why do so few actually do it? And I guess the answer is that like anything else we know to be good for us, we don't take action on. We know our lives would be better. We would live longer if we exercised seriously or ate more healthy food. We know our relationships would be better if we spent more quality time with people we love in a certain way, undistracted from the devices in our lives. And we know we'd be happier in a career that inspired us, but we just don't act on these things. We stay in the nine to five mindset. Now, I think the same thing is true for goal setting. Um, The evidence is overwhelming. People who set goals are happier. They live longer. They make more money. I mean, in every way you want to measure, goal setting is a key component to life. Yet very few people do it. Um, but you now have three of the six tools required to successfully achieve your goals. Um, so you're already ahead of the game and on your way to achieving your best year yet. From here on in, you're going to be in the 1%, the 1% of people in the world that actually achieve their goals and have the best year of their lives. So obviously number one is to be specific. Number two is to be big and compelling. Number three, to have things written down. 
The fourth step in achieving epic goals is they must be reviewed at least five times per day. Five times. Think I'm crazy? I know what you're thinking. What the hell? How am I meant to review my goals five times a day? My answer to that is make time. You need to write down or think about your goals at least at the bare minimum five times a day. It creates a relationship with your mind to bring your goal to life. It keeps your mind focused on practical ways to progress and keeping your attention on the next actionable step. Practice builds progress. Commitment to writing or thinking about them as a daily lifestyle, not as a chore. Six months of hardcore focus and alignment with your goals can put you five five years ahead in life. Remember that. So last year, I set a goal at the start of the year that I wanted to massage an international athlete. I'd hit the top of the ladder with athletes here in Australia with no real room to continue to grow. So I thought, let's try international and, um, and pretty much just try and continue to grow and develop as a masseuse and a person. Everyone laughed at me. I got constant comments as if like, as if you'll ever be able to do that or whatever, like you'll never make that happen. People with small minds who saw what I wanted to achieve as impossible. Now, I had no contacts internationally. I wasn't even sure how I was going to achieve my goal and pull it off, but I knew what I wanted and I believed in myself that I was good enough to make it on the international stage. For me, everyone believing it was impossible was what I used as motivation. Now, within three months of setting that goal, I'd massaged my first international athlete. Within six months, I'd traveled overseas with athletes from around the globe and now have over 20 of the world's best international athletes that I work closely with to help achieve their best in competition and training, while still looking after my athletes here in Australia as well. How did I do it? I reviewed my goal at least at the minimum once every hour of the day that I was awake. Now, that means in just one week, I have set intentions, plans in place, and actionable steps 112 times more than the average person trying to achieve their goals. That's just over one week. See the power in it. Reviewing your goals is essential to achieving success. The fifth component of making sure you achieve your goals is that your goals align with your core values. So core values determine who we are and drive our decision-making and guide our behavior. Think of them as a personal code of conduct. So what are your top five core values? The five most influential and important values to you that make you who you are. Now, there's no right or wrong answers. This is the key to discovering who you are. So if you were to tell someone these five things about yourself, they would have a greater understanding of who you are. Now, my core values have changed slightly. Um, I've learned a lot about myself in the past six months and with that, I've had to reassess the things that are important to me. Um, 12, go- 12 months ago, sorry, um, they were helping others, my spirit of adventure, honesty, hard work and health. Whereas now, um, I've actually learned that I'm a huge introvert, which doesn't mean I don't enjoy socializing. It just means that I find it draining and I get my energy from being alone. But with my career um, and working with elite athletes, I forced myself to be an extrovert for work, which I consciously challenge myself to do every day to be better. Um, And I am getting better at it, but it doesn't come easily. I do get run down when I don't have the opportunity to give myself um, to be like give myself the opportunity to be alone, um, and I can often get overwhelmed. 
to give you an example of this um, and the reason why this podcast is three weeks late from what I had set, um, I was in Hawaii for work for the Pipe Masters and the Triple Crown of Surfing um, and being on for six weeks without giving myself space and time to recharge um, caused pneumonia the day I touched down in Australia. Um, so a month later, I still haven't exercised properly or um, been able to live my life at, at an optimum level. Um, but I've learned so much about myself. And although it was the most unbelievable trip of my life, um, I need to be able to find ways to recharge my soul. So ha- I've reassessed my core values so I can be the best version of myself um, and not get run down in 2019. Um, so have spent you know the past few weeks just like kind of working through my goals and core values and what is important to me. Um, and so I've, cu- I've come up with, um, with five new things Um, Number one is courage, which is to take risks, believe in myself and have confidence. Um, Two, creative expression. So through craft, being in nature, cooking, training, all facets of my life um, and always I recharge on my own. Um, Three, work ethic. So for as long as I thought hard work was key, um, but as I've got older, I think work work ethic is more important to me than hard work. Um, Number four is contribution to the world and to be a more positive energy for those I surround myself with. And five, meaning to do things and give my life purpose. Um, Now, I'm always going to be honest and healthy and my favorite thing to do is to be in nature and go on adventures. So that doesn't change, but my new core values are a better representation of 2019 me. and hopefully will help me not get, get run down and overwhelmed and be probably more true to who I am. So when setting your goals, they need to align with who you are. Otherwise, it's going to be an uphill battle with yourself. For example, you want to be the best salesman in your office, but one of your core values is not competition. Or one of your core values is family. Your dream career involves 70 hours a week. So you need, you know, so you have no time to spend time with your family. Or if your goals are money related, but money is not important to you. The same with me, like my, all my goals are quite extroverted because my career is extroverted but that's not who I am so it's it's trying to find ways to align your core values with the goals that you've got Um, and aligning your goals and who you are is the key to success now the final step in achieving your goals is to know your next actionable step And before I explain your next actionable step, I want to chat to you about your sweet spot. And I don't mean in the bedroom. Um, I'm talking about how many days or weeks you start focusing on your goal and giving 100% of your dedication and commitment. For me, my sweet spot is about three weeks for most goals in my life. Um, I can give everything, all of my focus, dedication for that long without losing motivation. Um, But when it comes to money for me, it's a week. If I go three weeks... um, with money, I would come up with every excuse under the sun. Um, so for me, if it's money related, it has to be a week. Everything else in life, three weeks, and I can give everything to it. So how many days or weeks out from a deadline will you start sacrificing for your goal? Generally, it's between one to four weeks. Um, I don't think there'd be many people who could stay committed when nothing else matters other than their goal for more than a month. Um, and we're talking about your sweet spot. So obviously, you've got these long goals, but it's it's when you throw everything at it, when you're sacrificing for it, when you know you are doing everything in your power to achieve your goal. Um, the example I use with my athletes is you've got a championship event, world title, grand final, etc. coming up. 
at what point do you stop drinking? At what point do you start training harder, arriving earlier, staying later, eating immaculately, getting extra treatments to ensure your body, you know, on game day or competition days at 100% at its peak? Is it two days? Is it a week? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? Identify your sweet spot and then use it to your advantage. You know, I know a lot of the guys I work with, it would be about five days. Um, so five days out from competition, everything is on from their eating to, you know, no partying to, you know, being on their game. All conversation is related to them performing at their best. There's no distractions. Um, so once we find that, how do we use that to your advantage? So let's say your goal is to buy a house in 2020 and your 2019 goal then is to save $20,000 for the house deposit, you know, to go towards it. So how? Well, the answer is within your sweet spot because, you know, $20,000 seems quite overwhelming and you're like, how the hell am I going to save $20,000? That's why we have your sweet spot. So say we're talking to me and my money sweet spot is a week. Um, I would break down that big goal of $20,000 into weekly goals. So $384.61 per week. Um, And that becomes my sweet spot goal. So every single week, I save $384.61 and I would save $20,000 for the year. You know, from that, then comes the next actionable step. So point number six, what am I going to do to get me closer to my goal of $384.61 this week? Now, you know, my next actionable step could be to take lunch from home with me today so I can save um, or figure out what my next job is that I'm going to earn that money. The key to figuring out your sweet spot is and using that to your advantage and figuring out what your next actionable step is to get you closer to achieving that sweet spot goal. So there you have it. Your six key components to getting you to achieve all of your Disney dreams in 2019 and on your way to achieving the best year of your life. So back to the ladder. What wall are you going to lean your ladder against this year? I'm like, you know, I'm really excited to see um, what you set for yourself um, and and what what you can achieve. Um, The other thing that I wanted to touch base on today as well is another thing that I've done this year um, on top of my goals and core values. And I think it's just been giving myself time um, that I haven't actually rushed into the year is that I've given myself a mantra Um, and you'll laugh because it's based off watching Marie Kondo on Netflix Um, and it will form the basis of a lot of my decision making for the year. Um, And it is, does this thing, person, place, situation, wall, whatever it might be, does it spark joy for me? If it does, epic. If not, it's a no from me. Um, And this year, I will not be doing anything that does not spark joy for me. Um, So along with achieving my goals, if it doesn't spark joy or the person doesn't spark joy or being in that place doesn't spark joy, I'm not going to be doing it. It's a year to really just be happy and achieve all of my Disney dreams. Um, so when you start seeing the true value, value of your worth, you'll find it difficult to stay around those who don't. No matter how great someone is or how much they need the good you bring their life, if their presence, actions or words are toxic to your happiness or life, then it's time to say thank you and close that door. 
The truth is you can't push or pull anyone up the ladder of life. You remember talking about them before. They're that kettle of fish that needs someone else to pull them up a ladder. The truth is you can't climb a ladder if you're not willing to climb. You know, they need to climb themselves. You've, you're climbing your own ladder. And, you know, like there can be people that have their ladder next to you and you can do it together, but you can't pull someone up or drag someone up or push someone up a ladder. They have to do it their own. Um, And, you know, I've been guilty of this for a long time. I think it's a mix of probably not seeing my own worth um, and feeling that I need to help others, even if it's the detriment of myself, you know, allowing people who might, I might be good for them, but in reality, they aren't really that good for me. Um, And they might be great people, but they're toxic for what I'm trying to create. So it's time to thank them and move on. um, And I no longer doubt the value that I add to the world. Um, and yesterday I actually went through my entire contact list, um, and deleted any numbers of people that no longer spark joy for me. And it was super refreshing. Um, it doesn't mean that I, I hate them or that I don't like them or, you know, I, if they did contact me, I wouldn't contact them. It's just, I wanted to have my phone full of people that actually spark joy in me. So keep only those people in life who see the greatness within you, those that respect you, inspire you and use their energy to make your life better with them in it. So a little reminder to stay focused on the things that build you up, inspire you to be a better human and spark joy within you. You have everything within you to achieve everything you want this year. I'm so excited for all the amazing things to come and all the epic people doing epic things in 2019. It's time to create the life you want to be live by leaning your ladder against the wall that you choose. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate um, you all and I hope that you get something out of this podcast. Um, If you have any questions, please reach out to me um, on Instagram at Tamara A. Kennedy um, or you can send me an um, an email, info at tamarakennedy.com.au. I'm more than happy to help you set some goals or give you some guidance um, or advice or or even help you find your sweet spot if you are struggling with that because I think that is a really key component that will really help you use what you want to achieve to your advantage. So if you have any questions, please reach out um, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you.